Well, hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to my LinkedIn Live. Today we have a great topic and a great, great guest. Um, our topic today is how to push yourself and overcome challenges in the new normal. I can't think of anything that would be more relevant or important. And today we have Rhonda Vatiri with us. And I want to tell you a little about a little bit about her because she's super cool. And I'm really excited that she joined us today. So Rhonda Vatiri is a seasoned leader across industries working in a global, in different global executive positions. See, she has lived and worked internationally and managed teams of up to 20,000 people. Um, Rhonda is also the co-author of the special edition book, Enterprise Service Management for Dummies. I love that title. And she also has another book, um, a newer one that is called Grit and Grind, 10 Principles for Living an Extraordinary Life, which I want to talk to you about today. But I'm not done yet because outside of work, outside of work, Rhonda is very active as an athlete um, and she regularly competes on um, Ironman 70.3 different competitions. And she's also passionate about mentorships. And she's currently mentoring Olympic athletes and Navy SEAL, SEAL Team 6. So guys, when I picked for you someone to talk about overcoming challenges, I picked Rhonda for a reason. Welcome, Rhonda. Thank you, Dr. Michelle. It's an honor to be here. And um I don't deserve the introduction, but thank you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, we, we, we all deserve the introduction and we all work hard, you know, for the things that we do. And, um, you know, when I was thinking about how to start our discussion um, with all the important things that I want to talk about today. And, you know, um, Rhonda, when I speak to different organizations, different industries, there's a common theme for everyone these days. And the common theme is you know, we're really burned out. There's been mm -hmm. so much change, so much challenge. And I feel that the discussion of how to overcome those challenges, how to be more resilient, how to be more resourceful and helping yourself before you even help others is such a timely and important discussion. Would you agree? It is. It's, it's everything, um, Dr. Michelle. And the resiliency and just surrounding yourself. You mentioned um, certain people in, in life, you know, how you mentor folks and who's around you even helps you push through to yeah. the new normal as well. But everyone's talking about burn it. If they're not talking about it, then that then something's not right, quite frankly. We need to talk more about it and how to get out of it. A hundred percent. And and before you know, to me personally, when I think about organizational topics and big leadership things, I always start with myself because I always take everything back to my own life. And I always think, how am I using it in my own life? How am I feeling? So I want to ask that question um, to you. I want to extend that question to you and ask you, how are you doing these days? How do you work on your resilience? How do you help yourself feel better? Thank you. It's a great question because I'm a firm believer. If you don't do it yourself, how can you show or lead other people? Right. So um, that's one of the guiding principles. And, you know, it, it was hard and it still remains hard. It was hard during COVID, uh, Dr. Michelle, um, all the different time zones, Zoom fatigue, you know, creating, you know, keep that cadence going is very important. We can talk about that for leadership. But how, how I did it was my one of my girlfriends I train with, it's going to sound crazy, but I'm all about active meditation. We were in her pool 
with a bungee cord in the swimming, literally swimming in place when the pools weren't open. We never stopped training for uh, Ironman 70.3s um, and all these crazy adventure races that kept, kept me on that path for health and wellness, pushing myself, showing the team members to do it and keeping my health and wellness very prominent, Michelle. And I found that that was my active meditation to push through the long hours to show and lead others just in different different ways so i will continue to do that someone asked me the other day how are you doing all this i said well i just stay ready so i don't have to get ready i'm not putting my body through these ups and downs and that's very important that you anchor an event like an, a race um or something normal in your life every day to make sure you create normalcy in your life as well so you prioritize your mental health your physical health and you strike me as the kind of person, and I command that, that ch you challenge yourself in various aspects of your life. And I have to be completely honest and say, um, and I just had that discussion with someone today where I sometimes feel that if I extend myself really hard in one aspect of my life, I really sometimes struggle with extending myself in another. So if I, you know, me, for example, I'm writing my next book right now and I'm all into that and I'm very, so when I go to the gym, I'm like, oh, do I really have to do this right now? I'm not really feeling the iron lady aspect of myself. I'm feeling more like I'm really trying not to cut corners. So you said to me, when we spoke before, you said to me, I came from nothing and I came this far. And I told you, you know, Rhonda, we're going to talk about this because there is something about you in the way you challenge yourself in multiple aspects of your life. There has to be a very strong driving force. What is that driving force for you? Thank you, Dr. Michelle. Yes. And um, that's a part of the story. I've worked since I was 12. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I looked around growing up in college. I put myself through college. Um, and I've worked all through college, never joined a sorority and I came, I built everything. Um, that's why I'm so passionate about mentoring someone on from SEAL team, Monty, Bronica Day, Olympic athlete. And we'll talk about race across America, pushing ourselves, but that foundation, seeing what my parents went through and looking around and going, who's my role model. I was, I made that decision. I want to help others in life. And I've intentionally put myself in hard positions living across, you know, overseas, when that was like, what are you doing? Why are you moving all these different companies? And, and I did it intentionally. And I continue to challenge myself intentionally, probably because I knew pushing myself, I would help push others and bring folks along that journey. But absolutely, I'm proud to say um, I, I've worked my entire life since 12 and um, wouldn't have it any other way, Michelle. Yeah. And, and, I, and I love it. And, um, I kind of get the feeling Rhonda that it's almost like you're making sure to challenge yourself in every aspect of your life because it makes you feel more secure, I guess it makes you feel more confident. Yeah. I would say I want to challenge myself. I want to continue to innovate, be creative, mental, physical, and I like to learn. I'm yeah. curious. I, I want to challenge. I, I, if I, if you were to say Mich Rhonda, Go over to this company, just keep the lights on. Um, yeah. I, I like to learn, pivot, just like an Ironman 70.3, you pivot the cadence, let's go, let's make decisions. And I apply that in my, my personal life too, as well. 
Let's talk about that because I haven't done Ironman, okay? And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I've done other things, but this really fascinates me because it's a very extreme form of challenge. And a lot of times as leaders and as individuals, um, not everyone is an Ironman or, or, or are we? I'm not sure. What, I mean, you mentor, you've, you're also challenging yourself. Where do you see the connection between Ironman leadership and your personal life? Mm, that's a great triangle. So it's Ironman yeah. 70.3s and wow, it's a big connection, Michelle. And I, I was a swimmer early on and I got burnt out, but as soon as I got back and, um, I met my trainer, Liz and Rob, uh, uh, they just, we changed my life because of all the travel, but it's a huge connection because I found traveling so much over 200 days a year on an airplane internationally, I would come off the plan. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what energized me? I went right to the dreadmill, not the treadmill, the dreadmill and just ran yeah. at 4am just to sweat out the toxins and get that back. And it actually became something from the team when we traveled, Hey, if you want a meeting, you know, go in the gym, Rhonda will be down there. She'll have it. She'll have it down there. You can ask a question like, Oh, come on, everyone, come on down. Let's, this is before health and wellness was a thing, Michelle. Mm -hmm. And, and I just love those days because that was about eight to 10 years ago. We got so many people into sports, but it's a huge connection that I found. I make a better, clear decisions when I work out the, the mental clarity yeah. is there not I think everyone has it in on Michelle as well yeah. it's the yeah. mental toughness I'm not out there to break a world record um and and I'm out there to find joy peace happiness lead by example I do my best thinkings working out yeah. um and guess what this might shock some folks in your audience being a technologist I don't run with technology I mean I, I don't um I have my Garmin to look at my speed and on the bike, but I am not listening to music when I work out as well. And it helps me have clarity, decisions and lead. And I found that as I've challenged folks in different companies, their mental health, put it in their professional development performance plan. Yeah. How you're, what's your active meditation? I'm not saying everyone needs to go out and do a triathlon, Oh, yes, I would like them to, a smaller one, yeah. just to challenge yourself. But I want them to know that you can do it all. It won't be balanced. Let's face it. Nothing in life is perfect. Yeah. But every time you say no to something, you say yes to something else. And yeah. I and I really, really, Dr. Michelle, believe in health and wellness and just pushing yourself. Because if you're not, you're going to become complacent. Let's face it. Yeah. And your schedule is not going to be rigor. And some folks say your schedule is crazy. Well, it actually, it's just very scheduled. Nutrition is as well. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a big, big triangle. And if folks see on your team that you're working out, you lead by example. True. And in your life as friends and how you socialize is different as well. A hundred percent. So if I'm a leader and I go through a lot of burnout right now and I feel, and I hear that from, I mean, I know that I personally really connect to active meditation because I can't sit still. I'm way too ADHD to sit in one, one place. So to me, just like you, my best ideas and my best thinking are, I like to take um, walks, long walks, um, as long as the weather is decent, an hour and 15 minutes, I have an ongoing route that I do. And I just... 
the minute I move my body, I get the mental clarity. And when in your life do you have time just by yourself without any interruptions, technology, nobody, nobody, I'm not available. I'm just with myself. And then I get some great, great ideas and really clear thinking. And I come back a better person. So when, you know, I would say, um, guys, from both of us, from both me and Rhonda, from Rhonda and myself, if you are burned out, the first thing that you should do is find something active that you love. You know, you can hike, you can walk, you can run, you can swim, you can do whatever. Just don't be passive because you will feel better. And, you know, even if your sleep is not great, even if you feel all kinds of aches and pains, just start, you know, just start, do 10 minutes. Believe me, you'll get to 20, you'll get to 30, you'll end up on an hour and 15 minutes like me or on much, much more professional forms of sports like Rhonda. But don't, don't just be passive. If there's one thing to do today, it's to get active, right? Oh, it's get active, please. I, I'm so honored. You're walking. That's great. Yeah. And you know, that's just, you just got to start somewhere. Five yeah. to 10 minutes, five push-ups here, 10. Just build yourself. Just just keep building. You mentioned the foundation. That's what done. Just keep building. Do yes. not slow down. That's when you get, things get really, really troublesome. A hundred percent. And it's so important, Rhonda, you keep mentioning the leading by example. And, you know, it's so important because in my mind, it's never been more important to be a leader than these days, because there's so much pain and burnout mm -hmm. and a lot of mental health um, challenges, a lot of uh, mental wellness challenges, a lot of overall wellness. And we're all leaders. You know, our kids are looking at us, community members, family members, the younger generation, uh, people at work, people in our personal lives. And no matter what you do, you got eyes on you, If you, even if you don't realize. And so it's so important to demonstrate to the other people around you, how do you do this? How do you handle burnout? How do you um, challenge yourself in every possible way? Would you agree? I, I agree. And, 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 I, it's so true to the heart. I'm all about health, fitness, and and you know working in the technology for good. And I hope people see that, you know, Dr. Michelle, because I everyone's always said, "Why do you do all these races?" I'm like, because yeah. I stay ready. And I, you know, I stay ready. Literally, yeah. I'm doing one next week, and then the following, and then we have race across America, three thousand seventy miles on wow. a bike. Wow. Um, that, we're doing as a team that is a whole other aspect. So I, I bring that up because we're, I'm doing it. We're doing it. And we're not just talking about it. And if I can touch someone in this audience, someone that watches this from a leading athlete, go out and do it. It doesn't matter if you fall over. We all do. <laughs> just pick up and keep going and start somewhere. So if I could touch someone or inspire someone, Dr. Michelle, from the next generation, higher, whatever yeah. age group, yeah. that's my mission from to help people through science, technology, and engineering, math, but through sports. I'm all yeah. about the health and wellness through sports. I love that. Let's keep getting really granular because you have a lot of really good advice and I want to build on it for anybody that is listening. So let's say I'm back into me being a burned out leader. You know, it's hard to think sometimes. It's hard to focus. Um, everybody wants a piece of you and your mind is tired anyway. So we said the first thing to do, you and I agreed on any form of 
Get active. Just get active. Move your body so that you feel better. Describe your day to me. So you start Mm -hmm. your day, you move your body. How do you, as a leader, um, you know, get yourself focused and, and intentional in your day? It starts the night before. Actually, Sunday. It starts on Sunday. I start to wind down and I look at the whole week. Um, I literally is planned out. But the night before, I'm like, okay, I need to do X, Y, and Z. What's on my my goal list for the day? And I write it down when it happens, Dr. Michelle. When I, oh, I went outside the bounds or I didn't make this. I have a journal. You always see a notepad next to me because I'm writing moments. Yeah that are very pivotal Yeah. that I'm like, Oh, I didn't talk to that person. I need to reach out. So the night before I'll probably say, okay, I have a gratitude list. Yeah. I think that's very important. Yeah. Um, who, who do I need to reach out? Who's been silent, which meetings are coming up. Um, I'm all about preparation. So if a meeting comes up and I don't have things 24 hours, I will cancel the meeting if it's not prepared. Yeah. Cause I'm not one to get on and just read through PowerPoints. I like yeah. to come knowing the information. So it starts the night before, but I also work in, um, wellness breaks, whether it's 15 minutes <laughs> because yeah. they're back to back, meetings. And I always, uh, try, I mean, I'm working out, I'm in the pool. You mentioned that I'm in the pool early morning. My workouts are done by 6am. Um, so that's, that's how I also start as well. Wow. And I'm a morning person. So I, my body clock just works on that. I would include your audience to find out. Some people like to work out at night. That's great. Right. I know I can't do it after a certain point. The day gets behind and I just get really, really exhausted from the mental uh, thinking. But the weekends are a whole different story. So um, my day is very structured, very, very rigorous with room for wiggle because not everything is perfect in this yeah. new normal. Yep. We have to come back to that. Um, and I also make sure, I think this is very important. I'll list for everyone. Make sure you know, um, that you've reached out to your core nucleus. I know, make sure that who, who is your core and that you continue to stay in touch, um, with them because they'll help you as well. I really, that's a part of my, my weekly schedule as well. I love that. And I want to go back to your 15 minute wellness break breaks, because that's a really big one. Um, you know, we live in a culture that is about going, 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 going. And it's very important. I think that we talk about why those 15 minute wellness breaks work and how exactly do you handle them? So talk to me about those breaks because breaks matter. Well, I think this is about leading by example. So it came, it comes from my calendar and goes out to the whole team and it's built into every time zone. Love it. So we're leading by example. We're doing it so that, you know, I, I, and I started doing it, you know, 15, 20 years ago because I had to have a lunch break. I was finding out in financial services, you can never have a break. The stock market networks going down. You can't control that, but I can at least put an hour of breathing room. I thought to myself early in my career. Now I just relabeled it wellness breaks. So the team sees it on zoom, Dr. Michelle, and they don't feel that, Oh my gosh, I'm missing a meeting. They know that everyone is taking a break and it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's actually okay. And if your leader's promoting it, um, I think it's even better. It's all about leading by example. So what do you do on your wellness break? So let's say, okay, it's in your calendar now, and now you're taking 15 minutes. What do you do on your 15 minutes? How does it work? Depends on the day. Depends what's happening. Sometimes I'll just get off a zoom. If I have to 
I shouldn't make a phone call, but that's had to happen. Um, I might call my mom in the middle yep. of it and say hi, or my best friend, I might call Michelle or Shamba for grounding, um, or someone outside of work, or um, I'll just I'll open the window. I might just off of it and just walk around. Yeah. It's not like, it's not, it's something so little, but so pivotal as yes. well. Yes. Because that's your moment during the day where you're like, okay, breathe, or I'll sit there and go, what haven't I done? And I'll write down notes to myself. I, I'm all about journaling again. Yeah. Notes to myself are very important. And I agree with that, Rhonda, because um, two things I want to tell you. Number one, I really love how you don't trust keeping things in your mind because the mind is so cluttered and I'm the same way. I have, I, I can even show, I have all kinds of cards in different colors <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I just pull out a card and I write a few things and I pull a card and then I go over my cards and I see, you know, if I missed anything, because I don't trust, I don't trust my brain to remember all the things that I need to do. And I find, and it's very interesting that long lists sometimes can be very intimidating. I almost feel like to me, and it's very personal, I'm just sharing it, you know, and everybody has to find what works for them. But, right. when we, you know, some people for them, if they create a to-do list and they check things off, for example, one of my, my uh, one of my daughters is like that. She loves checking things off and it's very rewarding to the brain. It works for her. For me, when I create a checklist, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is insane. I have all these. So I prefer short lists and notes and they're less intimidating. And then I finish them, I tear them up, I put them away. So I guess between Rhonda and myself, what we're saying is however you want to do it, you can right. create a list, you can do colorful cards, you can do sticky notes, you can do whatever works for you, but don't keep it here. And the other thing that I'm hearing from Rhonda over and over again is that she's very proactive and very prepared. Uh, which is a wonderful thing. And I think the other thing I wanted to tell you that I absolutely loved, Rhonda, the 15-minute breaks are so backed up by science. Mm -hmm. We cannot, there's no way that we can be just productive around the clock. And we live in a society that kind of expects us to glorify, you know, productivity, you know, on and on and on and multitasking. And it's actually the wrong way to do it. And the right way to do it is the way that you do it which is you're very focused, very structured, very prepared. And then you're like, okay, now I'm going to call my mom or my friend, or I'm going to go outside and do nothing for 15 minutes. And then it's, I'll be back. It's important. Yeah. You know what else I've learned, Michelle, is I, I adopted this principle because people like to meet, to meet a lot of times. And yeah. so much can be done in a shortened time. And we've learned that on COVID. Right. 22 minutes instead of a half hour. To yep. give myself seven to eight minutes of breathing room. Yeah. Or instead of a 60 minute meeting, 42 minutes. Mm -hmm. Because they often bleed over. And what I was finding during COVID was boom, boom, boom. The time clock was ticking. I don't like being late. It's one of my pet peeves. I just yeah. don't like it. Yeah. And um, so those meetings, sometimes everyone in the workplace is like, what's going on with these meetings? I'm like, well, I want to give other people time to, again, coming back to your analogy about the races transition because life is a race you pivot in iron man 70.3s we're racing you're changing i mean you asked me how it comes into play everything that we do in a 70.3 iron man i apply to the corporate life pivot decisions last minute try to plan things out preparedness i mean life is a transition let's just yeah. face it and we're all going through it 
Yes. Yes. Um, talk to me a little bit more about that because that is very, very interesting. All the things you just talked about, the Ironman and the world of leadership, you talked about decisions and you talked about pivoting and you talked about being proactive and prepared, right? Those were the three main, did I miss anything? No, that's good. Quick that's good. Yes. So, so talk to me about, because I know you do a lot of mentorship. Talk to me about, give me an example of a situation where you mentored someone and they've struggled with one of those aspects and have you mentored them and helped them? Oh yeah. There's a couple of pivotal moments along the way. Um, life decisions, I would say, um, are a part of that. And I have a great mentor, so he's just fantastic. I've learned from him. But I would say what I'm most proud about is making helping life decisions, whether it's running through um, the Serengeti in 2019 with Veronica Day. Shout out to Veronica on here. We actually, the whole um, 55 miles that we ran focused on her. It was all about what do you want to do? And we had great conversations two-way. And I'm just so proud because I'm proud of that moment because she was not a a long distance runner. She trained a year for that. Okay. Um, And it helped her get out of her comfort zone. It helped her transition from being an Olympic athlete to where she's still with working with Olympics, but I'm just proud of her decision-making. And we're doing the race across America together and it's consistent. It's not, it is showing each other what consistency common denominator is in people's lives as well. Yeah. And I think that I'm so proud of that. It's also um, a friendship, right? Mentorship is also develops into friendships as well. Yeah. Um, that you have a safe haven. Yeah. You have, and I'm very proud of folks along the way um, in the workplace as well. Move folks from positions and found that what I call, you know, a, it's an iceberg, the frozen middle. Yeah. plucked folks from positions and move them to the right job fit. And yeah. I've, I've done that in multiple places. Very proud of that because it, once you find Dr. Michelle, what do you like? Why are you here? Are you happy? Yeah. Some folks will say, I hate what I'm doing. I'm like, well, let's figure it out together. Yeah. Uh, and, and those are powerful discussions and you just need one person to believe in you. So yes, um, we need more, more people to, uh, mentor folks. I'm all about mentorship as, as folks know, as, um, whether, you know, who I'm mentoring and, and I'm all about it and I won't take on too much either. Cause I don't want to dilute myself in the mentorship realm, but I'm all about the next generation as well. So if you look at, and I love that, if you look at, um, a leader who, you know, led their team before the pandemic did great. You know, we've had a lot of data-driven, um, you know, um, results-focused, you know, leadership uh, styles before COVID. Mm-hmm. What changes are you seeing in the post? I like call it, calling it post because I want to think it's over and I don't want to entertain any other option. But um, in the new normal, what changes do you see in what is required from a leader these days compared to, let's say, two, three years ago? Well, what we saw is who can motivate and keep the team going during COVID, right? During the during everything, we're in times who who's showing up consistently. We're we're all tired, yeah. um, constantly, constantly. Who can do that? Who's becoming you know re- maintaining the morale 
of yeah. the team. Yeah. You manage differently when you're on Zoom versus touching a different human being. I mean, that's just psychology as, as well. Um, so I would say the creativity of keeping the human touch through technology yeah. and the relationship bonds are even more. Folks need to know that during this time. Rely on the relationships. You may, whoever's listening to this, you might think, oh, that person went away during COVID. Well, uh, hopefully it's not your leader, but I'm just saying that in your, you know who you can trust and who, who is transparent. You need to lead with trust and transparency as well. A hundred percent. And, and um, I, I'm just going to talk about some of the things that you said. You talked about consistency, you know, which is really a, a common denominator of the athletic, the world of, you know, the discipline of an athlete and, you know, the mindset of a leader. And you talked about being active and you talked about taking 15 minute breaks and you talked about being prepared, you know, and never showing up unprepared, sort of like figuring things out. Even if you have to cancel the meeting, it's okay. You know, be prepared for the meeting. And you talked about, um, you know, the connection with other people and being able to make that connection regardless of what means you have. So I want to go back to your book. I want to go back to the grit and grind, the 10 principles of living an extraordinary life. So talk to me about what is in that book and what those principles are. Oh, thanks, Dr. Michelle. That book um, came out. I was, I didn't tell anyone I was writing it. Um, everyone got the invitation at the same time. Oh, wow. I'll never forget one of my girlfriends, Cheryl, and my best friend saying, what are you doing? You didn't tell me. I've been with you. And all my friends and my family, um, uh, my husband knew at the last minute because wow. you know why, Dr. Michelle, I did not want the pressure of announcing a date right? Um, and putting, like you said, everything on the table, yeah. putting an added pressure. I think that's also in society where you need to learn where to apply pressure, is it, are you putting pressure on yourself, undo, or can, or can you control that? And you can control a lot. Yeah. So um, a lot of gentlemen asked me throughout the ways after the dummies book on enterprise service management, um, when are you writing a book? And I kept saying, oh, why do I need to write this book? And I felt the need and compelled because a certain, um, actually, uh, peers of mine that asked me, um, Rhonda, you should write about all these stories that you have living overseas. What did you learn? Oh, how do you communicate? How do you lead by example? What's the most important thing that you have as far as listening? So yeah. I, I put down the the 10 principles that we're talking about here in a different way, which is so important. And I gave stories on how I applied them in the workplace, personal stories, how these runs came about, why, what was happening when I had, um, when I was working in India and I was not aware of my surroundings and practically was dragged down the, the, the alleyway and bad things could have happened. I mean, mm -hmm. there's, yeah, being aware of your surroundings are very, very important. Um, and I want folks to learn. It's a easy read. It's all about different cultures, which yeah. I also think Dr. Michelle is very relevant when you talked about what else do we need to know? Yes. Managing through different cultures is yes. another reason why I wrote that book. I love it. And it's we need to be so aware of cultural immersion that I talked about in that book to be a, yeah. a wonderful human. That's why yeah. I'm so focused on giving back through technology, through sports that I wrote that book with um, 
a glimmer of giving someone, and I show on the book, I, people have asked me last week, even in um, Africa, that is actually dirt and cow manure on my hands. That is not, that is like real top, that's soil, that's dirt on the hands on the cover of the book. Because again, to your point, coming from nothing, overcoming what I've gone through in the career uh, perspective, I just want folks to learn. And yeah. I wanted to tell everyone, thank you, who's helped me in my career in that book. I love that. I love that. And I love the image of, um, I saw it, of the dirt on the hands, because, you know, when you when you get so far away from your comfort zone, and I felt you when you said, you know, you constantly talk about challenging yourself to be out of your comfort zone. And I always, my constant joke is that I don't even remember what my comfort zone looks like or feels like. I haven't been in it in years, you know, it's just, um, it's a mindset. And I think, I think what's really interesting about what you do that I think there's a lot to learn from is that people, a lot of times people have this image, you know, of someone that lives out of their comfort zone, that they're constantly, constantly hustling and, and yes, there is, a, you do a lot of things. I do a lot of things, but it's not about that. It's actually in those magic moments of knowing when to say, I'm not ready for that meeting. I need to take that time. Or to say, I'm going to take a 15 minute break and I'm going to do something that is not productive, like calling my mom or having a cup of tea or just doing nothing because it's constantly about managing your time and managing your energy and managing your focus. And I feel that when you manage those three resources really well, then you can do all the amazing things that you do, Rhonda, and still not be frazzled and lose your mind. And, you know, people have this image. It's not about that. It's as a leader, the better you get at managing your time, managing your focus, managing your energy by taking breaks, by prioritizing mental, physical health, by challenging yourself. And then you have the mental budget to right. be not just to be a great leader, but also to be a great person, which is such a big part of that. that. So taking all of that into consideration, talk to me about the future. So you've done all those cool things. What is your plan going forward? What's next? Oh, thanks, Dr. Michelle. I know that we'll do some other stuff together. This is going to be, um, I'm back on the East Coast. So I'm back in Greenwich in New York. I'm out of California. So uh, we'll look for the next uh, move on where where I land um, perspective, but uh, work-wise, um, but I'm focused on what's next, science, technology, engineering, and math through sports. That will, that is huge. Yeah. And giving back. What's next other than Ironman 70.3s, which again, one is next week, um, oh weekend, <laughs> um, the first one of this year, but it's leading up to the one of the crescendos of this year is race across America. Yeah. Um, and it's about mental health. It's about bringing awareness to help stop veteran suicide. Yes. Um, there's too much of that going on. And first responders, um, we're all suffering. And I'm just, you know, I'm honored with this team that pulled together. You'll see that that's a big, that starts June 18th from Oceanside, California. We end up in Annapolis. 3,070 miles and talk about pushing ourselves. Yeah. Um, that is huge. I get the chills of it because the team camaraderie that we have and these folks that um, I've pulled haven't met yet. They've only met on Zoom, Dr. Michelle. We're meeting wow. April 29th for the first time in person, but hand selected um, 
a group of uh, individuals, veterans, a lot yeah. of veterans on there, um, and, and civilians that want to come together and for a purpose. And I'm all about missions with a purpose. So um, that is huge. Thank you for asking what's next. If anyone needs my help, let me know on anything. I am here like you, Dr. Michelle. I love yeah. when people reach out. I don't yeah. think people do that enough the right way. Um, and there's a lot happening. And um, I, I really, I really want to say that in the new normal. You need to reach out. And hopefully this race brings awareness for that um, as well. I do plan to do the um, Hudson River Navy SEAL swim on August the 6th again, like last uh -huh. year. Um, because Michelle, one of the things this year is about intention. You know, yeah. you mentioned energy. I'm all about an energy where you show up and the why behind it. Yes. Um, is so important. So if anyone's asking about themselves, just ask what your why is yeah. for your what's next. Yeah. Um, and your new normal. And and I also think, Dr. Michelle, it's important that folks know that they're in control of their own destiny. Um yes. And, and I think COVID amplified that. Yes. Um, and my, I hope that folks get that encouragement that you can reach out if you need help, because this race across America is about mental health. It is about reaching out others. It's about pushing, persevering, resiliency, and totally getting out of a comfort zone. We don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. And um, you'll see it. It'll be live streamed. And you'll, you've heard it here first. I haven't put it on LinkedIn yet for a reason. Yeah. Um, that'll happen soon. So yeah. there's a lot of good going on as well. It's, it's, first of all, I will follow it. I'm so excited about it. This is, this is incredible. And, you know, I guess our joint message to anybody who is listening is if you haven't had a chance to stop and think about where you are right now, what your why is, and quite honestly, whatever your why is, no judgment. Your why can be the stupidest thing. Nobody even needs to know what your why is. You know, sometimes the things that motivate us are not big and glorious. They can be something very simple, something very personal. It doesn't matter. You got to have that fire. You know, you got to know what your fire is and whatever it is, is what it is as long as you got it. And the most important thing is to prioritize the wellness, you know, and I think that Rhonda, you're the perfect example because people would think that someone like you who is so strong, so resilient, does all these great things. They just hustle, hustle, hustle. And here you are talking about taking breaks. Here you are talking about prioritizing wellness, prioritizing mental health. So sometimes it starts with something as simple as pausing, mm -hmm. thinking, where am I right now? And becoming very, very mindful um, in the choices you make from this point going forward. And if you're struggling right now, it's okay. You know, we've all been through a tough time. Whatever happened in the last two years, that's not that's not normal. Right. Um, you know, the world is very extreme. So if you're not feeling that you're okay, reach out to someone to mentor you, reach out to someone that can help you. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you other than you're human. And the more vulnerable you are and the more you know how to ask for help and the more you are aware of your mental health, of your mental wellness, of taking breaks, of being prepared, of being consistent, you will thrive. But you have to take that opportunity, right, to just 
um, stop and think. So Rhonda, if you were to summarize everything and just have a message for anybody who's listening right now, what would you tell them? I would say, um, first, first off, um, I'm a big mentor. So do you have a mentor and have you formalized it? And I'm not talking about, I look up to someone I'm saying, and do you talk to them? It's a two way street. Um, so I'm all, I'm all about that. And then I would challenge you to write down what three things to get out of your comfort zone that you're going to do. I mean, you should have done that, uh, you know, a a long time ago, you're thinking, but three things that you want to push and then find who can help you make it happen. Yeah. Because some folks just put a wish list, but I'm talking about reach out. Yeah. And it's amazing the messages that you get, um, Michelle, that, um, you know, that we want to help, you know, we're givers, not takers. Uh, We can't help everyone at the same time. Let's face it, but at least ask yeah because you hurt for yourself if you don't put it out there to the universe um yes. with intention not just some craziness but take take a weekend i know this sounds crazy for some folks and get off your device um and carve out time and you know send out a message to your 911 friends girlfriends i'm not going to pick up my phone don't freak out for x amount of time i'm going under I need, I need time to think I've done that Michelle for two yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay. So yeah. my message is please intentionally do that because guess what? When you're, you're doing a race, you're not answering your texts and your phone calls. True. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. You're having yeah. a meeting with yourself and you are not to be interrupted. And, and the, the outcome of the meeting should be very simple. And, and I'm, once again, I'm sharing with everyone, my, my colorful card. Okay. It doesn't have to be, you can write it on, on whatever. And if you want to be with your phone, but not take calls, you can even write it on your phone. It doesn't matter, but you need to be able to say very specifically to yourself. And like you said, Rhonda, not wishes, not vague things, very specific things with a deadline. What do you want? Where are you going? What are the three most important things for you right now? We have so many meetings with so many other people. You know, we have parent-teacher conferences and we have meetings within the company and we have meetings, but we don't have a sit-down with ourselves. So I guess it's Rhonda and I here telling you, have a sit-down with yourself. You can do it while you actively meditate. You don't have to sit down in one place. You can take a walk, you can swim or run or whatever, but you have to be able to think with yourself, where are you going? What do you want for yourself? What matters to you the most right now? And then find the people that will help you, the people that will mentor you, prioritize your mental health, teach yourself how to take breaks, teach yourself how to be, you know, intentional in what you do and prepared. And I think that in one way or another, you will be an Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man right? mental thinking 70.3. Yes. I mean, I yeah. It's just all about the cadence, the distance. Uh, I know I'm an endurance person, so I take that into the workplace, endurance um, from the sports. So your mind thinks like that. It's all about the mind. It's more mental than it is uh, physical. And that's a whole different conversation. So some folks say, Rhonda, that's different. But that's how the mental model thinks as well. Because your brain can do a lot and your body can do a lot more than what you think. So push yourself. That is so, that is the key phrase here. I think you can do a lot more than you think. You just need to 
push yourself in a very mindful way and put yourself on a plan. And there's never going to be a perfect time for that. So the time to do that is right now. Rhonda Vatier, thank you so, so much for joining us today. We all enjoyed from your wisdom and experience. And, um, and I will challenge myself more at the gym, I promise. Thank you for having me on your show, Michelle. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone who joined us today. And thank you, Rhonda. Thank you.